Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gate's daily podcast. My name is Danielle Elinus, and I'm here to share with you an insight of the day. Hello, everyone. It's really great to be able to be here with you today. And I hope that wherever you are in the world and whatever time it is, that you will be blessed by our time together. I'd like to talk about family today. And I'm going to share some just very um, candid thoughts about what it's meant for Marios, my husband, and I to uh, raise our children. And a question that we often get asked is, what are the most important things you think that you've done with your children um, to raise them up to be confident, um, to know who they are in Yahweh. And I'd like to share those with you today. And so the first thing that I want to talk about is that it's so important to recognize in children early on that they have a connection in the spirit that we do not have, I believe. I believe that when babies are born, that there is a natural connection that um, they have in the spirit. They're, they're literally coming from heaven. Um, they have come directly from heaven into the earth, and there has been no obstacles put before them. Uh, Nothing oppressive has come upon them. Um, And there's a connection that they have with Yahweh. Now, over the years, I remember hearing people talk about when you are holding a newborn and you see them smile Uh, You see them looking maybe up and above you and away or around, and you see them appearing to be engaged. I've heard that that's because that they um, just are experiencing something physiological that's maybe making them feel happy or relieved. And I've always known that they are actually engaging with heaven in those moments and that there is a real purity about a newborn um, coming into the earth and that it's so important that we honor that and that we connect with the newborns, with our children in in those moments and honor those moments in that time. And so I just really encourage you to be very sensitive to your newborn, whether it be your own child, um, a grandchild, perhaps a niece or nephew, or a friend of yours. Honor the connection and the spirit that they have with heaven and connect with that child in the spirit. And so in my own life, I can just share that we recently... Um, have become grandparents, which has been such an incredible um, blessing to our family. 
And we have a grandson named Atlas. He's seven months old. And over the last several months, we've been able to just be able to see this connection that he has with heaven. And um, often I would be holding him and um, maybe as he's falling asleep, just praying in the spirit over him or speaking to him um, about Yahweh and um, maybe just praying in the spirit, like I said, and just see him engaging in a different way, even at times when he's been maybe crying or um, appeared to be uncomfortable or upset as I begin to worship or um, just engage with him in, in the spirit, he immediately will calm down. He will become focused um, on the things in the spirit. And, and I can even see him looking around at different things that I may not see, but I can tell that he sees so vividly. And it's just been so incredible. And I've appreciated that time with him um, to be able to bless that and encourage that. I um, want to encourage you to tap into that if you have the opportunity to be around a newborn, turn your affection toward Yahweh, toward Yeshua in those moments and tap into that spiritual connection that um, newborn children have. The Another thing that we have done over the years with our children is we have given them a voice. I remember when I was growing up, um, just during the time that I was raised, it wasn't very popular, I guess I can say, to give children a voice and to respect their voice and to listen to their voice. It was more a time of I would say to be seen and not heard. And I don't know if any of you have ever experienced that. Um, but when I was growing up, it, I, it was more important for me to be silent and to be seen, to be behaving and to be acting as best I could without maybe giving my opinion or sharing my thoughts. And um, even often when I did share or talk about anything that I felt was important, it seemed to be um, maybe brushed off and kind of thought of as, oh, well, you're just a kid. And over, I think that Marios and I have honored our children's voices and allowed them to to talk and to speak up and to share their feelings. And I do have to say that that's a little messy. Um, it's not always great um, when you're allowing your child to have a voice because children are learning and they're growing and they're not going to know how to communicate 
well or even respectfully at first, that's something they need to learn. And so whenever we're learning, um, it's just so important to remember that your experience as a child and the things that maybe you had to learn and maybe you didn't exactly know how to say things respectfully, how to be honorable. And the only way that we learn to do that from our hearts really is to be able to be given a voice and to be taught how to do that. And so over the years, um, again, as I said, we have given our children a voice. Um, We've heard how they feel. And at times, there's been times when um, our children have expressed their feelings in not so honorable ways and not so dis or not so respectful ways. And we've had to be able to accept that, listen to it, and then help them to be able to communicate better. And so I want to encourage you today to give your children a voice. And I think we've been taught that they need to be respectful no matter what. And they need to say things the right way and the way that we want to hear them and all of these things. And we can't expect children to know these things just from um, kind of like it just being an innate thing because children are very honest and they're very truthful. And often we perceive truth as being offensive or disrespectful. And so I want to encourage you today to really hear your child out, give them a voice. And if that voice is angry, if it's, um, if it feels hurtful or disrespectful, at least take what they've said, take it to heart, evaluate it, and then teach them how to communicate that in an honorable and a respectful way. But definitely give them a voice, knowing that it might be a little bit messy. The next thing that I wanted to share with you is it's really important for us not to become embarrassed by our children. I'll never forget when my children were growing up as Marios and I were pastoring the church. One time when the principal of the school that my 10-year-old went to called me and said to me that our 10-year-old son had made a comment to another child um, and he got in trouble for whatever he had said, which was unkind, and that the principal told him that being a pastor's kid, he should not be behaving that way. And when he called me and told me that, I was so astounded that he would tell my child that as a pastor's kid, he shouldn't be behaving the way that he did. And I said to the principal at that time, I said, 
you know, my child is a child and he is going to make mistakes and I do not want you holding him to a different standard than other children. He is going to learn the way that other children are learning and he's going to make mistakes and I do not want you ever to say to him again because you're a pastor's child, you shouldn't be behaving like that. We need to understand that our children are going to make mistakes, that they're not going to be perfect. And it is so important to embrace that our children are not perfect, that they make mistakes, that they misbehave, and that we love them in those instances. Now, I remember another time Marius and I were about to go into a staff meeting at our church, an important meeting um, with our church staff, and we got a phone call from the principal's office, and he asked us to come right away to the school because he needed to talk to us about one of our children. And so we went to the school and on the way, as we were driving, we determined that no matter what, because we didn't know why the principal called us, we said, no matter what, when we see this child, we are going to embrace them, we're going to love them, and we're not going to respond out of fear and embarrassment because we love him and his mistakes. And so we got to the school they had different teachers in the room and and the principal was there and they were making a um, really big deal about it. And we thought, gosh, he must have done something really wrong. And so when he walked in the office, he was only nine or 10 at the time. We hugged him and we said, hey, you know, how you doing? We love you. Rather than shaming him for something we didn't even know, um, the the story about and we just embraced him and loved on him so that he knew that we unconditionally love him and so at that time the teachers and the principal told us um, that he was actually being too kind (laughs) to some children who um, asked him to stop being so kind to them they and and I know that sounds really funny, but what he was doing, I guess, is while he was talking to some of the children, he was putting his hand like on their shoulder or he would take like if it was a girl, he would just take her hair and just, you know, pull on it a little. And And he was nine or 10 at the time. It was literally sort of a habit that I guess he had when he was talking to um, maybe us or his sister and brother. It wasn't anything malicious or anything that he was um, meaning to do to bother anybody. And they had made a really big deal of it. And we acknowledged with them that you have asked him not to do this. He shouldn't be doing this. We understand that. But we also understand that he is nine or 10 and he's not doing it maliciously. So whatever consequences they 
wanted to administer were fine, but we were not going to shame him and make him feel bad that he is an affectionate kid and that, you know, we talked to him afterward. We told him he needs to abide by the rules and, and any consequences from the school he needed to abide by, but that we loved him. And what we found over the years is that it's so important to unconditionally love our children, especially when they're going through a hard time, when they're having trouble, when um, they're they're just trying to sort out things and, and make mistakes and and make wrong choices, that it's really, really important to acknowledge and take responsibility and, and help them to take responsibility for their mistakes. But as parents, that we need to show them unconditional love because Yahweh shows us unconditional love. He, we as sons and daughters of Yahweh make so many mistakes. And I think we say things out of turn, just kind of going back to what I was talking about with using our voice and the different things that we say. As sons and daughters, I think we we may say things that aren't the most respectful or don't represent who Yahweh is, but Yahweh unconditionally loves us. And often we make choices and we make mistakes and he unconditionally loves us. And we know that we can go to him in our deepest, darkest troubles and he's there and he's faithful. And I feel like today I want to encourage you if you're struggling with your children, if you don't know what to do, I encourage you to show them unconditional love to guide and help them to take responsibility for their mistakes, but to not be embarrassed, to give them a voice, to teach them how to communicate respectfully and um, with, with honor and to honor their connection that they have with Yahweh. So I bless you today, and I hope that you have just a fruitful um, time raising up your family if you have children. Bless you.